on every patient. They're not paying for that, but we're doing it anyways because we get to educate patients. If you think of money as a byproduct of doing things right, you'll be much happier in life. The short answer is we don't really pay for marketing. Welcome to another episode of Dental Marketing Theory. I'm your host, Gary Bird. I am the founder of SMC National, where we help you create, convert, and close more new patients so you can grow the way that you want. But today, I have a special guest. You're going to be blown away by Dr. Jan from Trek Dental. So he's founded a dental practice up in Colorado or a dental group up in Canada. They have 16 locations, no VC capital, no debt, no budgets or KPIs for their teams. And does it all with $0 marketing budget. I know you're, you're going, okay, Gary, are you just making this up? Is this an April Fool's joke? It's absolutely not. You're going to be blown away by this. You're going to want to stay tuned to hear this because I promise you, you're going to have your mind changed about a couple of things. And you're also going to go, be able to go back to your practice and implement some of these things. So stay tuned. All right, Dr. Jan, so why don't you tell me how you started Trek Dental and like why you started it? Because it's very unique. It's much different. And I'm very curious to learn how and why you started this organization. Yeah. So quick little background. I mean, my father's a dentist. He started his first practice in 81. So we've had that office for now 42 years. I joined him 21 years ago. I was uh, fortunate to graduate a little early from, from dental school. And so at 22, fully graduated, ready to be a dentist, joined dad. And then to be honest, we had no like thought of growing. We were, I was going to take over dad's clinic. We were going to run a very successful ship together Mom was the office manager. We had a fairly large office, you know, nine ops, you know, 15 staff. Um, and then we got an opportunity to open a second location because somebody said, hey, here's a great location. Why don't you try it out? And we're like, well, if we could take this and we could, you know, do it again, that could be pretty cool. And there's two of us that are around. And so we opened the second location. And then to be completely honest, somebody came to us and said, hey, we got another location because we don't buy offices. We we build offices. I mean, that's- So de novo, really, so you were doing just de novo approach. Yeah, pretty much de novo. I mean, we've- Purchased, we've, we've brought in a couple of pediatric clinics, but those are kind of on the outside. I mean, we really do just build dental clinics. And so the big thing for us was like, how do we take what we've created and do it over and over again um, based on a family-based dental practice with a partner that just cares about patients first? Um, you know, not, hey, how fast can we grow? How big can we get? How can we just do this over and over again? And so that's really where it happened. And, and to be completely honest, even now, we don't actively try to grow the clinics. I mean, actively try to grow the locations, excuse me, try to grow the yeah. clinics, not the locations. Um, but people keep coming to us and say, Hey, we've got a new, you know, a new building going up or a new subdivision going up. And there's a, there's a, there's a plaza going in. Are you guys interested? And, and we take a look at it. Got it. And then how many, how many locations do you guys currently have? So we have 16 GP locations and two pediatric locations. Got it. Okay. And then these are all in Canada. <laughs> so how does that, how does that kind of work? Because why don't you kind of explain what makes you different from yeah. both a clinical standpoint, but then also from like a business model standpoint? Yeah. So, so a couple of things. I mean, we have a partner in every office and they own somewhere between 25 and 50% of the office. Um, people always ask me, well, we, you let them own 50% of your office. It's like, yeah, we let them own 50% of our office. We're partners. You know, I, yeah. I, I do deem it a little bit like a marriage. It's like, there's not a 51, 49% in marriage. It's like when you're a partner and you're doing stuff all the time, it's equal. They need us. We need them. If one of us doesn't need the other person, all it ends up in, you know, a mess or, or a breakup. But, yeah. but you know, it's not because we started it that we get to own a, a larger percentage. I mean, really we, we can break it down pretty close to the middle there. Um, but you know, I think 
there's a, there's a few things that make us different as an organization. One is that there, every office has a partner, that there's no private equity. So it was bank financed. And at this point, we're now actually debt free. So there's no bank financing. Yeah. Yeah. So we've gotten That's to the point weird. where, where we've just, yeah, we've just taken care of, you know, being really successful, really healthy. And then, you know, how did you get there though? Right. What, what is it that we did that allowed us to be debt free, that allowed us to use bank financing, not take private equity and still grow at a decent pace. I mean, definitely not a fast pace. I mean, there's guys out there doing this, you know, daily and we're doing it over years. Sorry to disrupt the show, but I got something crazy to share with you. We are attempting to connect with all of our listeners. We have thousands of people that listen to this podcast and we want to meet you in person. We have four events coming up and I want to give you a discount code that you can use for the next week to save $300 off your ticket. The discount code is Gary Bird, and the link is going to be just down below. You can also go to smcnational.com forward slash events. I hope to connect with you in person and help each other grow our businesses. Can't wait to see you soon. There's DSOs that are adding a practice every single day, you know what I mean? Right. Or two a day. Yeah. 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 And so for us, I mean, you know, what, what makes us different is, is two parts. One, there's some business aspects of it, and two is social responsibility. So I'll go over the business side because I think it's it's something that makes Trek really different. Is that we're an organization with no budgets, no targets, and no bonuses. Okay. Right? And people are like, how do you run a business with no budgets, no targets, and no bonuses? And I say, well, we're in the medical world. We're 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 treating patients. So if you tell me a target, I need to produce five thousand dollars a day. Where do I come up with that? Like, do I diagnose six more fillings that don't need to be done so I can hit my target? Well, obviously not. And I don't think any dentist does that on purpose. But when you start having targets in place, people have to start thinking about production. And when you think about production first, here's the funny thing, and we've seen it over and over again, you actually don't necessarily produce more. When you think about the patient first and you think of what is the best that we could possibly do, and the patient believes that 100% of the time you're just there to take care of them and the team, all of a sudden they trust you more. And a big part of our relationship and our organization is built off of trust having that same dentist in the office that owns part of it with an associate, hopefully three to four hygienists, and they're not going anywhere. And so their ultimate goal is to make patients happy and staff happy. And when that's the ultimate goal, guess what happens? You just become more productive and more profitable. Mm. So then how do you, like if I'm a dentist, like how do I, what am I aiming for? Is it, do you have a help score you're aiming for? Like you're only trying to help a certain number, like nothing. It's just like, no. hey, just do... No, okay. literally. And that works. Come in and treat patients really well. Like we have a new patient exam. We do it differently. We spend a full hour with every new patient that walks through the door and then they go for an hour at hygiene. So you want to come into our practices, you got to give us two hours of your time. One hour with the dentist. It's not double booked. There's nothing else in there. It's just a new patient exam hygiene. We meet them outside the operatory. So we meet them in a consult room to just get to know the patient, build some you know rapport with them, build some trust with them, take them into the operatory do a full set of digital pictures, a full set of x-rays, a full Itero scan on every patient. They're not paying for that, but we're doing it anyways because we get to educate patients and then build that level of trust with them so that, you know, as we talk about treatment, they believe that we're doing it in the best interest. But yeah, there's no, I mean, we don't rate our dentists ever. They don't, we don't talk to our dentists about, hey, you're not doing that well. It's like, you know, we see numbers, of course. I mean, we are a corporation of dental clinics. I mean, I look at the numbers and I say, hey, this guy doesn't seem like they're doing what they could be. Let's talk to them about treatment planning. Let's talk to them about building relationships. I don't go in and say, hey, you're producing 3000 a day and we need you to get to 5000 a day. How are we going to do there? 
we're going to we're going to go in and say i know this guy is maybe not doing what the potential of a dentist we think could be so how am i going to help them look at their new patient exam look at their treatment plans look at their x-rays and say here's what you missed here's are, yeah. are you having these conversations got it that makes sense and then from there so what kind of offices are these i know you said you have you know 14 gp and two pediatric what's the and like, is it a certain kind of insurance that you're looking at? Or are they all different based on what the dentist wants? How, how do you kind of structure that? So Canada's a little bit different than the U.S. on insurance. We yeah. can take anybody's insurance when they walk through the door. So there's no PPO, HMO. You know, there is a fee guide generally that most people follow. Not everybody follows it. Um, but we could take any patient that walks through the door. And we're very family-based. So we want to see the two-year-old. We want to see the nine-year-old. There is no part of us, it's like, oh, we're looking for this. We're looking for that. We're looking to be the family practice. Even when you, like our 16 GP offices, if you look at the names of each practice, they're named after the community they're in. So Ranchlands yeah, Dental Clinic that. is our first one. Royal Oak Dental Clinic. So we're in the community. We want to be the community dentist. That's that's our ultimate goal is to have anybody in the community walk in and be part of our organization. Um, but we're very tech like savvy, I believe, or at least high tech, let's say. I mean, yep. out of our 16 offices, I think eight or 10 have cone A hundred percent of them have uh, intraoral scanning. Most of them have two intraoral scanners. If it's one iTero and one prime scan or two iTeros, but all of them have minimum one. We do do a uh, CIRAC in three of the offices. It's not something that we're, that we're like, hey, every office has to do in-office crowns. No, if the dentist wants to do it, we buy the technology, right? Another part of us that makes us different is like, you know, the, the, I, fi I find like the Energine Patterson guys will come in and say, hey, if you buy a CIRAC machine, look, we can show you the metrics of how it's going to save you money because you're not sending out to a lab and all the things you can do. And I'm like, stop right there. I'm like, I'm not buying it because of metrics. We don't do metrics in this office. If my dentist is like, I want to do crowns inside the office because I'm going to give a better service to the patient, let's buy a CIRAC machine. It doesn't cool. matter how much it necessarily costs and how many units you're going to do. I mean, obviously, we need them to be yeah, there's they're some, good five yeah. crowns a month. It's not going to make yeah. any sense. But if this office is already doing 15 to 20 crowns a month or 30 or 40 or 60 crowns a month, hey, you want to do it in the office? Let's get you the technology. But you know, not having technology doesn't work for us. And, and, and again, it, it surprises me how many people still don't have intraoral scanners in their office. Like for us, we build a clinic. That's just like one, like that's like a handpiece Standard. comes an intraoral scanner comes with the clinic. Yeah. Eventually everybody will be that way, but yeah, we're working towards that. So what, so is with this model, do you think this model would work in the States? Like if let's pretend I was a dentist and I was like, man, Dr. Jan, this sounds awesome. Cause I love this. I love the way you're structuring and I love what you're talking about. sounds like you're experiencing growth and at the same time, not sacrificing to the corporate side that, you know, the, the boogeyman of DSOs that people talk about. Yeah. Um, do, would, would the economics and motivations work in the States, do you think? Or is there things in Canada that are special? No, I mean, I think it would work anywhere. I mean, I think the challenge with it is, one, you can't grow quickly. And you, you can grow, but you can't grow quickly because building culture, building systems takes time. And if you man. purchase practices, you got to change it. And we have purchased one GP office. And man, like to get that thing lined up with the way that we want it, it just took more time and effort than building yeah. it. From, from where we started. So, so I think the big challenge comes in, you know, what's your ultimate goal? And again, one of the problems I have, even though we are a DSO with DSO, we call ourselves a DPO because a dental partnership organization versus a dental service organization. But one of the challenges is, you know, when people come and talk to me, they're like, oh, you've grown, you've got 18 clinics, 
how do we get there? We want to have 5, 10, 15 clinics. And I'm like, why? And they're like, well, there's, you know, scale and money. And I'm EBITDA. like, yeah, the EBITDA. EBITDA's and I'm crazy. Like, yeah. Guys, like, did you forget why you got into dentistry? Right. Like, and, and that's the problem. And that's why we have partners that we don't like, we have dentists that come to us and say, Hey, can we bar- be part of your organization? And it's like, why? And they're like, well, you know, this and that. And it's like, if it's not like, well, we see the way you treat your staff and we see the way you yeah. help others. And if that's the conversation they start with, great. Like, you know, we've had more than a couple of DSOs come in and try to buy us out. And the first thing they say is like, look, we could give you eight, nine, 10, 12 times your EBITDA. I'm like, so you started the conversation in the wrong spot. If if you're just coming to me with money, you've got to understand that money is not my motivator. I make good money. Absolutely. We're very successful. We do really well, but money's not my motivator. If you told me, hey, we're going to give you a $5 million budget for social responsibility after we buy your practices and you can go help the rest of the world, they'd probably have a conversation with you, but not one of them has actually come to the, how do you help people? Because here's the other part that, that, what's the biggest challenge in dentistry right now? Staff. Right. I mean, like everybody is dealing with, I don't have enough staff. I can't find staff, you know, and they're paying more and then they're ramping up the bonuses and they're, but bonuses are based on production. And so if you uh-huh. want your staff to do better, they have to produce more. And all of a sudden the conversation comes around. How come this office is not producing enough? Cause guess what guys, if you did three more crowns this month or 10 more pans this month, you'd get an extra hundred bucks. And it's like, all of a sudden you're motivating even your team members from the wrong side, right? We don't, we pay our staff well, and then we treat them really well. And that's really our ultimate goal. Three days a year, we close every office for team development. Guess what? We don't talk about dentistry when we do team development. I'm in the process of our spring team development right now. We've done half of our offices. We got half to go. Guess what our team development? It's about positive assumption. How do we go into relationships thinking good of people instead of challenging? And then once we've talked about that for about an hour, we go and we cook meals for people that can't afford it through a company called Made by Mama. So every time we go in, we take about 10 to 15 to 20 people. We make about 500 servings of food. And I talk to them about positive assumption. And that's their afternoon. And they get paid to be like, this is this is what they, yeah, get, they paid get paid to do. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And now they're, they're yeah, not getting paid that. hygiene wage to do this. They're getting paid a training wage. It's, it's a reduced wage. But do you think that they're enjoying their afternoon? They're having a blast doing this yeah. stuff. And it doesn't, I think, it's not about, hey, how do we not do that extra crown or filling? Yeah, I think too, I, I talk to a lot of young entrepreneurs because I run a successful marketing agency. So people reach out to me and they're like, hey, what, you know, how did you do this? Da, 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 da. And I'll ask them like, hey, what, what are you after? Like, and like you said, they'll say, man, I want to be, you know, rich or I want to, and it, I, I usually tell them like, if you think of money as a byproduct of doing things right, you'll be much happier in life. And not to say that I don't want money, right? Like no. everybody needs money. I want to be able to buy food and pay my mortgage and have a car and those kind of things and take care of my kids. But it's a buy, rather than thinking of it as a, the motivator, it's a byproduct of the thing that we're doing. And it totally changes the way that you think about life. I love that. Yeah, I love that. And is that, is that kind of where you guys are at? Is is that what you're saying? We're successful because we did all the right things. And then guess what? We do better. And, and, and here's the thing, I mean, without getting, you know, too far into numbers and, and the rest is like, we are more profitable and more successful than all the DSOs in Canada. We don't have as many offices. I mean, they got 500 or 300 or, yeah. you know, but here's the thing, when we talk to them and we talk to them candidly on a regular basis, because we're all in the same industry and, you know, we're all out here doing it. They look at us and they're like, well, 
that's impossible. Like the, 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 the EBITDA that you're getting out of your practices, the net profit that you're getting out of your practices, that doesn't work. Like you can't actually do that over and over again. And I'm like, if I did it once, you could say, hey, we got a unicorn. Yeah. But then even two. Yeah. If I've done it five, 10, 15 times, and you know, it, it's not a unicorn, it's a system, right? It's, it's a way yeah. of doing things. But here's the thing it's not even like a great system, it's a treat patients well and treat your staff better. Put your staff. Which everybody first says, and your everybody patients, says though, they don't do it. Yeah. So, so, so this is you actually responded on a LinkedIn post that I posted, and I said, "Who is?" And that's how I met you. Yeah. Was, what's the order? Which one? Yeah. What's the order? Is it doctor first, team first, or patient first? Yeah. And like Heartland, as an example, is doctor first. Like they're they're doctor, 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 and so that that is the lens that they do make a lot of their decisions. For you, it's team first. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. It's team first, right? I mean, it's always team first because we know that we can't do it without our team and we'll be successful. And it's the hardest thing to find and the hardest thing to cultivate, but then, you know, to keep those people, right? It's like, how do you keep these people engaged? And so, you know, it's, it's team first, right? It's not, it's not money first. It's not doctor first. It's not even patient first. We care about the patients, but the team still comes ahead of the patient. And, and, and we that makes, you know, that makes doctors cringe though, right? That makes doctors cringe when people say, the patient isn't first at our practices, like people, especially because from the generation that I, when I was a kid, everything was customers always right. That's what I was taught as a kid, right? We, I'm sure, customers always right. And it's like, okay, okay, that makes sense. You know, you can't have a business without a customer, but then you move to medical and it's even more so like we have to put the patient first. So how do you deal with that when doctors, I'm, I'm sure that kind of sideswipes doctors the wrong way. How do you, how do you, you know, it, it never has for us because we, we always go back to our values, right? And we're like teamwork, respect, exceptional dentistry, continuous improvement. And we say that they go in order. So teamwork is first, then respect, then exceptional dentistry. So like, that's where like the patient kind of fits in is exceptional. That's what the patient expects from us, but they expect our team to work really well. And our patients come and see us. I mean, we've got patients, obviously in my father's clinic for over 40 years, and they're looking for a relationship with us. They see when things are going well how well they're going because of how people feel. And, and and that's what I think people are looking for. They're looking for organizations that they connect with and that also do things to help others. And and we're big on, you know, giving back and and being part of the community and, and helping and do those pieces. And and that's again where, you know, it 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 makes such a difference because it's not here's the other part that, that drives me nuts. And it's this is a pet peeve of mine, I'll go over it. But people say they're values-based organizations, right? So Lot, anybody you talk to are like, hey, are you a profit-based organization or are you a values-based organization? They're like, oh, we're absolutely a values-based organization. So I said, okay, how do you pay people? And they say, well, we give them you know, pay and then we give them a bonus based on, and I'm like, based on what? They're like, based on profit or production. Perhaps. I'm like, so yeah. is profit or production one of your values? And they're like, what do you mean? It was profit or production one of our values? That's not one of our values. Our values are team and family. And, you know, and I'm like, you can't pay bonus in a values-based organization on profit or production, unless your value is profit or production. So if you say, hey, one of our pro- our value proposition at this organization is efficiency and productivity, well, then absolutely, if you're more productive, that's your value, you could pay a bonus. on. Like, that's the biggest challenge. We don't pay bonuses, but how could we? Because which value would we pay bonus on? Teamwork? Well, okay, I'd have to figure out how to- Quantify that. Quantify that, right? Respect, yeah. how do I quantify that? Exceptional debt. So- we don't pay bonuses, but we also don't see the value in bonuses. We know, I mean, if you've read uh, Drive by Daniel Pink, 
he'll explain to you why bonuses don't make sense. We cut them out 12 years ago when I read the book. I read the book. I'm like, this makes complete sense. Sorry, guys, no more bonuses. We're just going to pay you extra. So, you know, your bonus was $2 an hour over the year. We're just going to give you the $2 raise now and pay you no bonus. And the team's like, well, that's better. And what do teams, and here's the other thing. We see it all the time here. People are like, well, how much are you paying? And I'm like, oh, I'm paying my assistant $30 an hour. And they're like, well, we're paying 28, but then we give them a $5 bonus. I'm like, well, they compare 28 to 30. They don't compare the 32 or 33 that they got at the end of the year with all their bonuses. They can't see that. Our team members don't, right. they, they can't experience that. So when they talk to their friend down the street and they said, oh, I'm getting paid 32 an hour. And you're like, I'm getting paid 29. It's like that $29 an hour person might make more than 32, but yep. only when they do the production and do the bonuses, just pay it to them because they're doing the right, the right job every single time. Okay. So obviously now that you've ticked off every single person that's listening, <laughs> I yeah, just play. Yeah, they, much, yeah, right? everybody's like, oh, wow. Okay. You just wrecked every paradigm that we've all been working in for a long time, which I, I, I like, I, I find it refreshing, but I, I'm trying to do gymnastics in my brain around marketing because marketing is a result-based function. So how do you guys deal with marketing? Like, like, I'm just going to leave it at that. How do you deal? Like, how do you get more new patients for these offices? So, so you, the short answer is we don't really pay for marketing. So unfortunately you, you, you wouldn't like us too much, but we, we put, we put offices in the right location. We think that location is, 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 is key. And so it is marketing. Is my rent higher than the guy in the, in the plus in the um, professional building? Of course, my rent's higher. I'm next to a Sobeys. I'm next to a Walmart. I'm next to a, you know, a grocery anchor tenant. I mean, not all of our offices, but we look to be in the communities in the right spot. So if that costs me extra dollars, it's going to cost me extra no, that's dollars. No, that's a hundred percent. That's marketing because, and let's, I, I really want the audience to understand this is that when you spend, so instead of paying $5,000 a month for rent yeah. for, for an office building somewhere that's tucked away, you're paying $15,000 a month for rent. average rent is fourteen to $15,000 a month. Bingo. So you're, you're paying $10,000 more than your competitor but right. they're paying $10,000 a month for marketing right. and you're paying $10,000 for rent, which produces you results, which is, that's your marketing budget. So you're just putting it towards your, towards your rent. rent or towards your mortgage. And then of course, like, you know, you know, our, our big thing is just trying to get our patients to leave us better and more Google reviews, right? I mean, because people find us, but then they look you up online. Of course they do. They drive by and they're like, hmm, or they get, you know. Hey, I need a dentist near me. Well, how are they going to pick you? And so a big thing for us is, is making sure our patients, because here's the thing, and, and this is the only time I would agree to give a bonus. Again, we don't, but the only time I would agree to give a bonus is based on hitting a, a target of Google reviews because you can't fake those. Like you need to get patients to go out there and leave you Google reviews through a great experience. I mean, sure, you could try to pay somebody to do that, but let's, if, yeah. if we're doing it legally, I get let's just say, you know what I mean? If we're doing it about board, then your patient has to leave you that review. So we tell our teams, like, we want to make sure that we're getting good Google reviews. And our average office is, you know, over three, four, 500 Google reviews at 4.9. I don't want five because I want those pissed off patients every once in a while to make us real because we piss people off. We're, they were, no, we're not perfect by any means. There's people that don't like us, but the majority of people that see us do like us. And that makes the difference. Wow. This has been really, really good. If someone wants to reach out to you, I, I talk to a lot of dental students. I've been uh, speaking at a couple of the different dental colleges, and they've been asking me a lot of questions, tough, yeah. tough, tough questions about, Gary, what should I do? Where should I go? Should I go to a DSO? Should I go to a private? What's the difference? Like from a marketing perspective, what is your, what is your thoughts on this? 
And what you just presented is a totally different road. So if someone wanted to reach out to you and say, hey, I'm interested in this, either I want to produce a similar model, want to pick your brain, or I want to figure out how I can partner with you, how, how can they get in touch with you? I mean, the easiest ways to be honest are, are LinkedIn or Instagram, just to kind of start the conversation and then we could take it offline with a phone conversation or, or something after that. But, you know, Jan Jaffer on LinkedIn, Dr. Trek on Instagram, just simple stuff. Just, hey, shoot me a message, tell me what's going on, and then we can kind of figure out if this makes sense to, to you know, pick up the phone, do a, do a Zoom meeting of some sort or, uh, you know, or send some emails back and forth. Awesome. Well, this is very, very enlightening. I'm actually, we're going to stop recording here in a minute, but I'm going to talk to you and uh, off the line about some other opportunities because I think this is something that people need to know about. So great job on what you're building. Awesome. Appreciate it. Thanks so much for the opportunity.